Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad, all-over print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. I'm Ryan Key. Hey, I'm Nick Ganbarian. Hey, it's Mike Forster. Uh, looks like we have a very special guest here, Ryan Key, 501st member. Congratulations, you made it to the ranks. It's incredible. I don't believe you. Thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, can we, yeah, big shout out to uh, John from the Dad Batch. So if there's a Santa hat on a clone trooper, that means Earth is canon. Yes. How do you like that segue? I'm leaving. I'm done. All right, go ahead and roll that music again. (laughs) All right, psych. We are talking about that, though, this here uh, week on this here podcast. You guys go follow Alpha Ignition on Instagram. John Rodriguez, the homie. He made this. And he made all my all my Bad Batch helmets. The dude is just a real, real gift to the community. So give him a follow. He makes really, really cool shit. Hey, that clone helmet right there. Gift from John Rodriguez. And those clone grenades over there from the men's garage. Hmm. Mike, what do you have from John? Um, I don't have anything from oh, him. I, mean, I have a... Weird. I have a... Weird. Yours is live action, yeah, Adam? Uh, I think so. This one's animation. I got three animated clone helmets from him. He said there was something weird about the sculpt on that one, so it's I think it's kind of an in-between kind of situation. It's a B-grade. What do you call it, Mike? B-grade, like like you wouldn't sell it. Mm, got it, got it, got it, got it. Bees? Like beads? <laughs> the bees! I have a sideshow Captain Rex animated helmet on the way, but it's taken forever to get here. Oh, speaking of sideshow, shout out. Dude. I'll just say Mosh Eisley got a sideshow Grogu. That's all I'm going to say. Sick. Sent to us from, from Sideshow. Shout out Sideshow Bob. Big fan. Listener. <laughs> dedicated listener. You got the boy too? There you go. This little guy? Yeah, that guy. Dude does one big tour, <laughs> puts an addition on his house, fills it up with Star Wars crap. <laughs> this is great radio right here. Dude, it's the best. It's the coolest. It's like <laughs> his little hair on his head. Oh, yeah. Dude. That thing is amazing. It's amazing. And he's, he's holding the little shifter. A bow. <laughs> That's my bow. 
dude, there's a great, great, great video on Tested, Adam Savage's Tested, where he takes the sideshow Grogu and modifies him so he's posable because it's a static body and just an articulated head. Yeah, this one is not like their usual thing. You can't move him around at all. Mm. Yeah, just the head turns, right? That's it? Yep. So Adam Savage and I think Norm as well, they completely cut the baby into pieces. (laughs) take him apart, pull out his guts, <laughs> cut off his arms, everything. How savage. And uh, put like an armature inside so he can be posable. But it is disturbing as hell for a good half hour <laughs> in the middle. While they're chopping him into little pieces. Yeah. And he's just laying there in parts on the on the bench the whole time. It's brutal. But it's great. Well, he's the cutest little guy. Yeah. How about of all time? <laughs> all right. Speaking of cute things, you guys think Harrison Ford's cute, right? Mm-hmm. Duh. Real cutie pie. Me too. He's a handsome guy. It's weird how he looks like a completely different man in the mirror, though. Very asymmetrical face. Not typical for uh, for a handsome face. Mm, interesting. I've never seen uh, a mirror to pick. Anyway, we're talking about Star Wars in real life. IRL, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, IRL. Earth, from a certain point of view, is, in my opinion, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, in the Star Wars universe. There's some evidence to support this. Yeah, you could make an argument. Right. That's the idea here. Mm -hmm. I mainly am making an argument, dragging these dudes along for the trip. And um, we're going to talk about some fun stuff, some references that aren't canon, some things that are, and try to make sense of it all, and also maybe do a little bit of math. I know Nick loves when I try to do math. (laughs) It's going to be a long episode. Oh, It's going to be a long episode. The Discord just put the picture of uh, Harrison Ford dissected bisected yeah yeah <laughs> i haven't looked at the notes that you made but i i know i've been thinking about it all day there's just like one super clear one that absolutely proves it like without a doubt so whenever we get into it i mean I, i'm sure it's on the note but there's one that's like it is canon and it happened so yes it's not argue you can't i don't know how you even argue that it's not yeah so there we have a kind of a den of antiquities and then we will We'll get into what I, I feel like is irrefutable evidence in kind of its own category. And we're going to start it with a little den of antiquities. For over a thousand generations. It is the dark saber. Oh gosh. It's a Calicori. A Sith wayfinder. Dark science. Cloning. Secrets only the Sith knew. All right, guess what? I have images to support my stuff. Hell <laughs> yeah. Because who am I to show up here without any evidence? You know what I mean? True. Let's do it. I want to believe. In Solo, in Dryden Voss's ship, in the background, we've got none other than the fertility idol from the opening of Raiders. Ah, yes. Right there in Dryden's collection. Mm-hmm. Where does Indy go to get that? Just curious. Do you know? which What country does he go to? It's somewhere in South America or Latin America, right? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know what the actual, what the actual nation state is. Yeah, uh, right. Has to go to to, to find that. Relic. It's not the uh, it's not the fake one that gets used in like Commando and all those movies, right? Uh, <laughs> Remember how there's like the one? It's like uh, it's like San Rafael or something. You know what I mean? It's like a like a video game name exactly for a, for a city or, or exactly. country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's in Peru. There we go. Peru. Got it. There we go. All right. So I'm gonna go through all these, and then we can back up and talk about how this could possibly be possible if we're taking this all at face value, right? That's some Inception shit right there. How can this possibly be possible? <laughs> so, so there's that it's one. entirely possible. What's the possibility of this possibly being possible? Is it possible <laughs> that this is possibly possible? <laughs> it's particularly possible. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Carry on. 
Um, all right. Then we have, sticking with Indiana Jones and um, Artifacts, this is in Clone Wars Season 2, Episode 22, Wookiee Hunt, when Ahsoka's fighting one of the Trandoshans mm. in one of their trophy rooms. Mm-hmm. There it is, Crystal Skull, right next to this um, Knights of the Old Republic helmet. So you know how we try to really be constructive if we have criticism of Star Wars on this podcast? Yes. Sure. Indiana Jones, that's not what we cover on this podcast. That is a terrible movie. It's not <laughs> Steve's best work. That is a terrible movie. <laughs> Feels good when you're allowed to do that sometimes, you know? Hey, I rewatched it recently. Not too bad. Honestly, it's not. You sh- My you- thing, I-, I watched it during the pandemic and... There's a very, I've probably said this a million times already. There's a very hard line of when it turns into a bad movie. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's mutt, I agree. Tarzan mutt. Yeah. Up until then, it's like, I, don't, I thought this movie was worse. And then it's like, oh, it's a bad movie now. Uh, Dial Destiny was sick. Yeah. Dial Watch Destiny was super sick. Yeah. Loved it. And that's on Disney Plus on Friday? Mm. Yeah. Nice. I think it's on the first, right? Yeah. And today it is it's on Friday. Sick. We're totally rambling now, but also, you know what else is on the first? The Columbia Luke Skywalker drop. Ooh, Have you yeah, guys seen it? Good. Yeah. Oof. X-Wing stuff. Yeah. I wrote him on Instagram and tried to flex. No reply. <laughs> they were like, you and every other band guy. Message not even seen. Sorry, I was more into new metal. <laughs> yeah, moving on. All right. Sticking with uh, Indiana Jones, but jumping, jumping to Andor. We covered this on our Andor coverage. The Sankara Stones from Temple of Doom. Yes, dude. Shutty day. <laughs> there they are. Right there in the back of Luthen's shop. Yeah. I mean, look at that. That's Those are the ones. That's definitely them. These things have made their way all over the galaxy. I can see why Indiana was after them. They're, they're incredibly precious. I also want to mention, we, we talked about this in the coverage as well. There, there are so many artifacts in, um, in this shop in the front and the back. There's a big stone that, that looks like a Mayan calendar. It's different. It's got a different head in the middle. Although similar, different. Some of the etchings are different, but it's, it's the exact same type of thing. More on this later. We're mm. talking about how this could be possible, right? Okay. Okay. I also want to mention that the opening sequence of Temple of Doom takes place in a nightclub called Club Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great Easter egg right there. Mm-hmm. And oh, we should also mention while we're talking about Luthen's shop here, the things frozen in carbonite, there, there was speculation that there was a whip back there that was Indy's whip that is not a whip. We figured out. It's uh, there, there are a couple of them in the front of the shop too. There are these big kind of like ceremonial necklaces sort of things um, that you can see in different cultures. And they're apparently a thing in Star Wars as well. The internet was hot on that for a while though. We were hot (laughs) on that. There are people talking about it like it's fact in all kinds of articles. Turns out we're idiots too. (laughs) Here is um, where it really gets exciting, though. As if, as if this wasn't already exciting. That's hold I'm on thinking. to your butts. Hold, hold on to your butts. Mace Windu. Take a good look. Behold my stuff. Right there. In Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities in Galaxy's Edge, none other than the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. What? It's no longer there. It was there at the beginning. It's no longer there. Okay, so we'll just keep this mm-hmm. little Lucasfilm Easter egg, this love affair going on. I'm here for it. I love this. I think this is fantastic. Did anyone open it and see what came out? No, you, you can't open that thing. Mm. That would be a bad idea, bro. Did you see the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, if, if anyone opened it, how many melty people would there be on the ground? <laughs> That's bad. It's a bad look. And There's usually a line outside of that store now, so it would be, it'd be a lot. A lot of melty people. Yeah. All right. And the last one, um, of course, is here we go. Here's, here's the kicker. 
Whoa. All right. So Indiana Jones, uh, sorry, Raiders of the Lost Ark. When they're in the, um, the Well of Souls, where they first find the actual Ark. He's touching the Ark right here. He's holding it, right? This is in the building. This is in this tomb or in this, um, mm-hmm. you know, this underground. The sun. Yeah. R2 and 3PO in hieroglyphs right there. I mean, I never would have, without the internet, I never. I mean, that never would have been a problem. Yeah, I mean, life. yeah, same. But wow. Yeah, so they can be seen carved in hieroglyphics that are from. Or like, it's maybe just, more it's maybe just an old Egyptian throwing something away. <laughs> Could also be Could that. Be. You know what I mean? So, or whoever got all these Indiana Jones artifacts was like, let me tag this this column right here right. before I go back to Star Wars. Or that. All options. It's entirely possible. Yeah, but if it's if it's ancient Egyptian scribing on the wall, right. it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So contact, you know, I mean, think like Prometheus, right? I mean. Exactly. When they, when they start finding the, the cave drawings that lead them to. Yes. The origin yes. of man, which then opens up the rad whole theory of what's the origin of the makers, you know. Mm. They do believe they're some kind of gods. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a cool thing that like it could be, you know, the, the contact with the Star Wars galaxy as we're finding out expands beyond the galaxy that we've known until two months ago, yep. right? So mm-hmm. here's another one. This is, this is one that everyone should be, should be familiar with if you're like at the level where you're, where you're listening to a Star Wars podcast. You know, you, you care this much that you've, you've gone this deep. I'm ready for this. Oh, here we go. Yeah. This is Attack of the Clones in the Senate. We all know this one, right? This is a good one. Yep. So this is the one to me that without question, like, That's uh, the honestly, binder. if you guys want to, if you want to keep hanging out, cool, but podcast over because <laughs> E.T., is, that is canon, what you're showing on the screen. So right. the species down here, before you get ahead of yourself. Asogians. Yes. Asogians. Asogiana from uh, the planet Brodo Asoji. These are senators representing their home planet of Brodo Soji mm-hmm. in the Senate, right here, in the Galactic Senate. Mm-hmm. Giving thunderous applause. In Attack of the Clones. Also, Oogie Boogie over there from Nightmare Before Christmas, which was really great. <laughs> That's all Christmas, a little Easter egg, Christmas joke. Let's then look at this. Here's what brings it around. Here we go. Ready? Who do we have here? Mm-hmm. In the movie E.T., directed by Steven Spielberg, E.T. is out trick-or-treating with the kids. They put him under a sheet so he can go out and you know, not be discovered. Nick, do the voices. I got nothing. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's... E.T. sees this Yoda-looking dude. And he goes to Goes him. after him. <laughs> and he's calling to him and saying, home, home, home. He's asking... He knows if we don't vote, Palpatine <laughs> is going to take over. We have to get back. We have to vote. <laughs> if you're here, who's running the council? <laughs> who's running the council? Um, I remember being a kid and being like, that was a legit Yoda mask. Like, where is that? I would like that to buy good. that. Yeah, I yeah where like do I get that? that from, That's not at the Halloween store. Right? I would like to buy that from Party City immediately. But yeah. In E.T., certainly Spielberg was just having a fun time. Like, For sure. Wait, like, wait, oh, there's an alien. He looks like an alien. This is fun. But and everyone up, will get it. For sure. When E.T.'s ship is leaving, bring this up, Adam. Oh, what is this one? Am I dropping you some knowledge on you? You bring it up. <sighs> no, you bring it up. E.T.'s <laughs> ship, when it's leaving, has an R2 unit attached to it. Oh, no, no. That's a different thing. What? That's Close Encounters. So oh, I have this in shoot, the, right. uh, maybe we'll think about it okay. list. 
But again, another another Spielberg joint. Okay, but so when but you said before I get ahead of myself, are we are we saying that E. T. is not that species? No, he is. That's the clincher. Like before you start talking about E. T., I was just I was just saying, oh, hey, right, there's right, a right, species okay. and then hey, here's right. this movie. Yeah. Confirmed on Earth. So I'm just suggesting that all whatever debate you you can have now, Attack of the Clones is canon. That scene is canon. And E.T. is a film that was made with, like, that, that was made before that. So it was, a, it was a deliberate choice yeah. to put your smarter than me and know the name of the species, to put their species into the Senate. So, yeah. That's it. That He came to Earth. Earth is connected, if by nothing else, by that. I mean, that's The it. Star that's Wars it. verse before verses were a thing. It's really, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's really futuristic. Like, all this other shit's fun, but that, that doesn't, yeah. Skywriter on YouTube says... That was a Don Post Yoda mask. Mm. So Don Post. Don mm. Don Post was kind of like the, like the upgraded version that had like an early license that was able to make like a lot of like, pretty legit stuff in the collector market. Um, so I'm probably mm. gonna go eBay that right after this. <laughs> Sick. Because in the '80s, trick or treating, and you wanted to go as Yoda, it was just a vinyl jumpsuit basically mm-hmm. and a plastic, <laughs> like plate for a face. A lot of definitely lot of didn't sweat. have that. A lot of yeah. sweat in Florida. Yeah. Sure. I sure. mean, Adam, I'm sure you're going to get to this, you know, just the concept of, of the human, you know, the human species, which is also, that's a canon thing that there are humans and, you know, and non-humans and like humans are on earth. That's, that's just a thing. So a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, it's like humans have existed more than one place in the galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, w- when you brought up this whole, the idea of this episode, I immediately thought about et that was where my my brain went right yeah. away it was like well how can it not be yeah like mm. i'm saying all the other stuff is fun but the attack of the clones and et examples just really tie it up with a nice beautiful bow here's the upside down r2 on the ship in close encounters also spielberg movie yeah so you assume this is just here as a mm. as a greebly right but like right if if we want to like we're having a good time and we're like this is very tongue-in-cheek and we're just kind of dicking around but let's talk about this for real how to make this make sense for real because there's some stuff in legends that really like went for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but legends george never fully took seriously and they're legends now for a reason so let's just talk canon if a long time ago in a galaxy far far away is by human standards a person writing a story in the 20th century a long time ago could be a hundred years it could be 500 years. It could be 1,000, whatever. Either way, that's like not too terribly disconnected. And if you think about Earth being one of many planets that have been visited in other galaxies, because now we know other galaxies are accessible. You know, it's not, it was not only mentioned in Attack of the Clones when Obi-Wan went and looked in the, uh, in the records in the, um, the Jedi archives, pointed to the galaxy, pointed to, you know, right over here, just south of the Rishi Maze, you see three galaxies in the shot. So intergalactic travel was was canon at that point, and then they fully did it with Ahsoka, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it takes more. It's something that isn't common, but it seems possible, right? We don't know where these galaxies are relative to the Milky Way, whatever. Which also, I actually made a petition to change the Milky Way, the name of the Milky Way, because in Star Wars, we can think of something way cooler so yeah. uh, I will start a um, a petition. I would like everyone to sign it. 
You got my signature. For, for it to be changed for in, in the Star Wars universe, they're not going to call us the Milky Way. Please do not call us the Milky Way. Right. I think that yeah, is probably the name. You'd yeah. be like, hey, I am Han Solo from the Milky Way. Everyone would be like, the what? Isn't it weird, Isn't <laughs> it weird how, how pop culture does the thing where you, you sort of inherently as, associate the idea that the galaxy is named after the candy bar and not the other way around? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, right. why does your brain do that? <laughs> because you're advertised to your entire life that's oh, why but still, yeah pretty much also depends on when you're born you know? Luke Skywalker from the Snickers galaxy <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by brought to you by Reese's Pieces E.T. Reese's Pieces are canon dude you know how much that movie did for Reese's Pieces oh, I can't imagine for Reese's the company still one of my top probably top three go to dude M&M's turned it down because they got approached to have the little M's in there and M&M was like not this seems like a weird thing for us. We're not down with it. Reese's was like, sure, let's do it. Pating. Yep. Cha chang, cha chang. See ya. Hey everyone, we want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad all over print button downs with just about every franchise that you love. They of course have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, check this out. Let's try to make sense of every one of these just for fun. The crystal skull, those are aliens anyway. That one's easy, right? Mm -hmm. In. Fertility idol, Sankara stones. How did they get them? I guess you would, if Star Wars was a long time ago, in a galaxy far, 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 far away, you have to imagine. Maybe they had them first. They're just very old. Mm. Yeah. Or there are many of these. Like, how many Sankara stones are there? Mm -hmm. Like, what are they? How would they get to Earth if they had them first, though? We're going to find out in Ahsoka. (laughs) (laughs) They flew them in a Star Destroyer that got wildly too fast, and it crashed into Earth, and that's what killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, dude. The moon is just a Star Destroyer (laughs) recollected uh, through gravity. Mm. Yeah, so it just, that was the Star Destroyer crash. That's what killed the dinosaurs, all right? We've been here. We know this, okay? We know this. My man. Are you referencing something for real? I know. Just The fan film? No, keep going on. It's it's actually amazing. All right, keep going. Yeah. So all, all of these, you know, the like the Mayan calendar, you right. know, you think about like convergent evolution or uh, sorry, not convergent evolution, things that are invol- uh, evolving along similar paths that don't come from a common am- ancestor, whether it's an idea or a method or a species or whatever. There's no reason that that same 
type of calendar couldn't also apply in other galaxies and that knowledge couldn't then be passed on, whether it was by accident, by someone visiting a planet and leaving something. You, know, you see this stuff in sci-fi all the time where, you know, are people suggesting in real life that the pyramids weren't possible and that aliens had to have helped? It's a familiar concept. So that could work for any of these, right? Right. How else would they get made? Uh, lots of sticks. <laughs> well, slavery is wildly efficient. Um, I would say, I think just the idea that like Star Wars, we don't know when Star Wars is, I think is the ultimate, yeah. like that's the ultimate gloss that, that all in that everything's possible because of that. I I'm in, I'm in on this. I mean, the, the ET thing is really that's the kicker, man. Yeah. I, I know. And, and but but the thing is the ET thing pre you know predates what's going on now. Mm -hmm. Uh in Luthen's uh like shop where he has all the stuff. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing to me, you know, being done now in the contemporary episodic Star Wars stuff, is that is it's so deliberate. Everything they're doing oh, yeah. is so deliberate. And so you wanna say, like, ah, oh, they just there you go, them throwing another fun little Lucasfilm thing in there. And maybe, maybe we're we're like we want it to be. You know what mm -hmm. we want it to be, but but I do I do think that they're they're just so deliberate with everything they do, and it's it's not like they're heading towards some storyline that involves Earth, but it it is not past you know the the realm of reality that that someone went hey you know this ET thing happened so Earth is canon now so yeah. we could have some we could have some fun with this and like put some some relics in to connect the dots and 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 yeah. make this as fun as it can be, you know? What about this? Ray's next film. Grogu <laughs> goes to grab a lightsaber. It flies out of his hand into the hand of E.T. <laughs> mm. Dude, I, I want to see... You heard it here first, you guys. <laughs> I want to see more of, of that species around. That would be crazy. It's going to happen. I, I This is very unrelated to what we're talking about, but it's also exactly what we're talking about right now. Are you guys not surprised in, in the current climate we're in and have been for a little while now with like the, you know, the threat of the Goonies remake for how long now mm -hmm. and don't do Ghostbusters it. coming back and all, just mm -hmm. that we haven't gotten any even like rumored E.T. content. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've, I've never seen anything. Well, there was a sequel written. They just didn't didn't follow through. But whatever. how long ago was that? Probably like, I mean, like a couple of years after it, it happened. Yeah, it was right. Pretty so I'm yeah. talking about it, it's interesting to me that there's no pop culture references in any way like in a commercial or in a maybe we've mm -hmm. all decided like, they'll just leave that that's just i mean coded, i would right? that, oh no they did one thing didn't they did they they did that one commercial like five years ago right remember mm -hmm. that yeah. or maybe during the yeah. pandemic that was a super bowl commercial super bowl commercial yeah, yeah. it was but I, I don't know i'm surprised that now wouldn't be the time that we we would be hearing rumblings of or seeing rumors about an actual sequel or a film you know a full-blown et film because nostalgia is king right now yeah. You know, so it's, mm. it's really interesting that that IP has not been grouped in with literally like every other IP from our childhood that's getting rebooted and remade. Right. What would be interesting about that is that they would land and then you would, inst and then Elliot has grown up, but he's actually changed his name legally to Tom DeLong. And <laughs> it's just a crazy experience. So I buy um, it. They would we could leave it at that. I mean, it's up. We could buy it. it out. All we get is the uh, parking structure at Universal Hollywood, the ET parking structure. And then the weird thing too, you could buy an ET at, at Universal and he's wearing an ET like sweatshirt. Why would he be wearing an ET sweatshirt if he's ET? He's a fan of his own merch, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's he, he might be a band guy. I don't know. Like, gotta sell that merch, baby. Nick, that's another guy on the shirt. 
Okay. It's a different ET. Why are you so racist? <laughs> they don't all look the same. That's another Asogian, dude. That's one of the guys from the, from the senatorial chamber. Come on, dude. They're all named ET. Have some respect. That's his brother, BT. It's a Groot scenario. It's all go. ET. I am ET. You say ET, ET and then the city they're from. ET of Orange. ET of Florissant, Missouri. I kind of um, want to just want to watch ET as soon as we get off the dude, podcast. Dude, it tonight. holds up. It's Yeah, for sure. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. It's much slower than contemporary films. Pace wise, but it does hold up though. Yeah. The end, the end will still wreck you no matter oh, what. Yeah, I watched a couple years ago. And what's destroyed. the best? What's the best burn? When he says, "Maybe it was an elf or a leprechaun." <laughs> <laughs> so it was nothing like that. Penis breath, dude. He's so good in that. That's the best. So yeah. wasn't Drew Barrymore high on cocaine the entire movie? And she's like six. Yeah, she tried it for the first time when she was six. My kid's seven. Can't imagine it. But anyways, she's overdue. Um. Here's the one thing we haven't mentioned yet, which is like if E.T. meeting Yoda and seeing E.T. species in the Senate are the first like 11 nails in the coffin, this is the final. Mm -hmm. Star Tours, which hasn't been declared not canon. And ever since Disney took over, they got rid of all the weird stuff at, you know, Star Wars days at, at the parks where Boba Fett and troopers are, are dancing to pop music like Kathleen de declared everything has to be in character now. No more messing around like that. Yeah, that just happens at Masha Isley now. Right. Um, Star Tours does take off from Earth. Earth is mentioned like a fueling stop, waypoint, and route to Endor. Earth is mentioned in the script. It's in the experience. It's part of it. And like a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away, you could stop there like when there's dinosaurs there, whatever, and fuel up on whatever natural resource it is that you're fueling up on. Like, again, we don't know when, we don't know when Earth is in, in the canon timeline. Yeah. And there's no way anyone at Story Group has thought about where Star <laughs> Tours fits into it. But you're right. And they Matt a, Martin has for sure. It's, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's not not canon. That's Filoni's job now. I mean, the tough part though is, <laughs> yeah. you know, you leave Earth and then you go get wrapped up in all of the stuff from all the movies. So, does that make time travel canon? I mean, how deep do we go to, to, to try to justify all this crap? I don't know. I might need to pour another glass of wine if we're going to get into time travel, though. I mean, if you, leave, if you leave Star Tours out, it's relatively simple, I think. Star Tours, ah. I think it's something that they've had a lot of fun with. But if, if we worked there, if we went into work tomorrow for the first day, and we were allowed to ask all, all the questions we wanted to ask, and we were like, so Earth, Earth is canon, right? Like with all the fun stuff you guys have done with all the Indiana Jones relics and... They'd go, hey kid, it's not that kind of ride. <laughs> they would be like, yeah, of course it is. Like that's why we did all that. Because it's like we had to, after Spielberg did the Yoda ET thing, we, ha we had to. And then, and yeah. then Luke, George did the, the Clone Wars scene. We, we had to figure out how to tie it all together. So that's why we've been putting all those Easter eggs in ever since. MC Rocco in the patron chat said Star Tours is just the world between worlds. There it is. Wow. <laughs> you get the credit, sir. Bet you didn't think about that. Dude, do you remember the first time you rode Star Tours? Vaguely. I was a child. Bro. I, I mean, we went down there because we went, we went all the time. Like my, my dad was raised most of his life in Maitland, Florida, which is right outside of Orlando. So my grandma took us to, to Disney World. Just Mickey is your babysitter now. Yes. See you later. So, man, when it, when it came out, it, honestly, I think it was as cool as Galaxy's Edge was for you and I, Adam, when we went for the first time together. Like as a oh, kid riding Star Tours and like when when the thing opened and 3PO was just in and R2 were just in there. Yeah, standing there in real life. Beat, yeah. Beat booping, you were just like 
your mind was melting inside of your yeah, skull. That yeah, was peak. Was... Hey, aren't we getting new Star Tours next year? Right? I've heard like that. New Star Tour missions? Yeah. The, like some of the technology and stuff as well, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I bet they'll be upgrading the screens to like 4K or 8K screens yeah. or whatever, like they have in everything. They now. should. Oh, also the shuttle from Star Tours is in Rise, the Rise of Skywalker in the end with all those ships. Yeah, that's a good one. It is? Yeah. The, sh the shuttle from Star Tours. Yeah. It's it's in they're they're just people and when everybody shows up it's there. Well now you, you definitely can. They're just tourists. <laughs> that that confirms that Star Tours is canon. Man, if next year we're on Star Tours and we're in that scene, that would be so good. Ooh. Dude, yes, Nick, that's the that thing. Be? We could do that in February. We could do that in February. Just saying. <laughs> Give me the goosebumps, son. That would be so good. We could do it in February. It's not gonna be ready then. I hope it would be cool. We can wish. Uh, we were going to talk about some more pop culture references, uh, but we we decided to maybe do a larger episode about like a bigger topic about the impact of of Star Wars and pop culture and different things like that. So we'll, we'll probably get to it then. But I do want to mention a couple of things talking about director crossovers and things like that. J.J. Abrams, who directed, wrote and directed, right, or co-wrote and directed and produced the Star Trek reboot in 2009. Yes. Put an R2 unit flying out of an explosion. Right. In there, you see for a couple frames. There's another one in in Star Trek Into Darkness flying out of another explosion. That's obviously just for fun, but something really interesting in Star Trek First Contact, there's a Millennium Falcon flying out of the Borg cube as an explosion is happening. It's so crazy. Why would they do that? For fun, because they figured nobody would ever yeah, see it Yeah, and like, they, that's they the thing is all... Like, no one's got a podcast about that. What's a podcast? It's like sacrilege. All that stuff is just for fun. And I think, you know, so much of the early stuff we've talked about tonight in Star Wars was just for fun. But but then it got to a point where it was kind of like all these dots have to connect. I mean, that's what they're... Like, are we committing or what? Story group's all about, like, making sure the dots connect. So that's why I think you can't put those stones in Luthen's museum or, you know, in his... Gallery. Storage locker, whatever you can, <laughs> without them meaning something. Mm -hmm. Like it just yeah. doesn't, I don't think they do things anymore that they don't necessarily have to turn into shows or episodes or destinations, but if they're going to put it there, it, it, it means, okay, we're committing that this belongs in galaxy, in story, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't see them doing it just for fun anymore. Dude, the Borg cube thing though, if you know anything about Star Trek, anyone, you know that the Borg just go around the universe assimilating species and just absorbing stuff so if there's any species that would go collecting some shit from star wars it would be them mm. Mm. i'm gonna add that one to the uh support pile and then there are a couple things in legends like we mentioned earlier there's actually a 2004 they were doing this as recently as 2004 a dark dark horse comic Ooh. it's sort of like a what if series uh star yeah. wars tales number mm -hmm. 19 this one story is it's pretty, it's pretty Guess goofy. who has that <laughs> comic book? You have I'll it? tell the story. I'll tell the story after. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The story of the story or the, how you got the comic? No, no. A story of how got I it, got right. it. Just fun little one minute story. So it's called Into the Great Unknown. Han Solo and Chewie take the Millennium Falcon blindly into hyperspace and end up crashing on Earth in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Han Solo gets attacked and killed by a group of Native Americans. Killed? <laughs> killed. Yeah. He dies. And 126 years later, his skeleton is discovered by none other than Indiana Jones, who's searching the area for the, for the fabled Sasquatch. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly. I don't know, I remember if Chewie's dead also, and he finds Chewie's skeleton. And that's the, the 
the Sasquatch tie-in or if there's like legends of it because Chewie had been there. I haven't read the thing. Yeah, there's definitely a Sasquatch tie-in with Chewie being it. <laughs> it would track that, yeah, it would track that Chewie is is what created the Bigfoot myth. Yeah. It's pretty sick. It's so funny. It's goofy, but I'm into it. A couple of years ago, there's a there's a giant collectible um, store out here called Frankenson. It's in an old Sam's Club, so that's how big it is. It's a giant uh, collectible store, they call it. Um, or they call it a show, but it's only open Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. So it's like this hybrid Comic-Con flea market thing. Um, and I had heard about this comic book. I knew what it looked like. There's a lot of comic books in Frankenstein. And I finally found it, and it was like 25 bucks. I had to dig for it. I didn't want to ask for it because I just assumed the, if someone had it, they would be like, oh, yeah, it's 150 bucks or whatever because it's mm. kind of like sought after. So I went to this one place that just had like thousands and thousands and thousands of comic books. I was looking through Star Wars stuff, and I found it. And it was 25 bucks. I'm like, oh, cool. I want to buy this. Um, so the, the dude gives it to me for 25 bucks. And I'm like still looking at comics after I buy it. And like five minutes pass. And he's like, oh, you hosed me on that one. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, this thing's like so rare and worth like five times the amount that I sold it to you for. I'm like, oh, sorry. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to sell it. You know, I'm like, I you're just bad. wanted it. Yeah. I'm not like, mine. Sorry yeah. for your loss, sir. I'm like, I didn't hose you, you know? I'm like, I didn't think I was getting away with something. It's not like I bought it and ran away. Like you brought the price tag in with you and wrote yeah. on it and stuck it on there? Yeah. No, but if you get it like graded, there's some that are like 300 something bucks if it's like a, oh wow you know, graded like 9.8 or something, which mm -hmm. it's in good condition. I don't, I just have it like in a bin somewhere, like in a, you know, a protective case. But some of them that are, are actually graded online are over 300 bucks, which is pretty cool. I love that Han Solo was not able to defeat the indigenous people with his blaster. Like, yeah, yeah. like straight <laughs> Ewok weapons killed him. Yeah. You know, Pretty stranger much. things have happened. I mean, they crashed. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe he was wounded. Nick, you're going to have to reread this and give us the full rundown. I could do it. Hey, we need episodes. We're going to do a full breakdown of number 19 or whatever it is. It is number 19. Dark Horse comic. It's not in Hoopla. I just looked for it, mm. unfortunately. There's a couple of different covers, too. The one I have is like a promo shot of Harrison Ford as Han. There's one that looks like a little bit more of like comic um, art. When was it released? Originally. 2004. 2004. Yeah. Yeah, the one I have says Star Wars Tale. Star Wars is in pink, and it looks like just a promo shot of Han Solo, like mm. against the background. It's kind of weird. The blue guy 808 in the patron chat says, um, going back to Star Trek First Contact, ILM did do the visual effects for that movie. Yeah, so they just snuck it in there. That's kind of, that's an old school visual effects thing, you know, like he's, like the blue guy's saying here, just to sneak things in for fun. Because nobody predicted digital home video of any kind. Yeah. Did ILM do the effects for Close Encounters? Uh, Close Encounters was at the same time, right around, how uh, was it, 78? Just wondering if, if they threw the little R2 unit on the ship. Just they were making it right around the same time. So, I mean, ILM wasn't ILM proper quite yet. Mm. So it was some Interesting other... that they were able to get that R2 unit in there that quickly then. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure he just grabbed... You know, somebody came over and just grabbed one or something. I'd love to hear the story. Um, the last thing, there is something in, I, I don't know what comic this was in. Maybe it was in a book. There's, a, there's like a, a tabloid in the Star Wars universe, at least, in, you know, in Legends, called the Galactic Gossip. And the Galactic Gossip 
reported that um, a newlywed Duros couple, Duros being the species that Cabane is, had been abducted by humans and taken to a planet they identified as, quote, Eartha, U-R-T-H-H-A. <laughs> That's even cooler than I'm cool with that. I'm cool with Eartha. <laughs> and they, uh, the Duros thought that they were at, quote, a party, an event where the humans wearing different uniforms gathered around them with uh, liquid canisters and examined their bodies, brought them to a table. White light, bright white lights. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah it's... it's um. It's like an Area 51 kind of thing. That, again, is legends because that shit's just weird. It's fun. But, you know, I think it's, it's like the kind of thing where, Ryan, you're, you're saying they're doing all this on purpose. They're giving us all of this fun stuff to connect, but we're never going to go to Earth. Like, it's not going to happen. No, and I, I We're think, not going to see it because it, it would be this shit. And I think what's cool about it is that it just started off as fun and then it sort of had to become, if, you know, if our theory is correct, it sort of had to become yeah. canon. You know, if that's the right yeah. word for it, because there's been so many fun references uh, for over the last four decades, you know, that to continue using them in, in in these really current stories that we know are so developed under the microscope to make sure that it's all working properly together, that all the different storylines are lining up and heading towards these feature films and all that you can't you don't just throw the Indiana, Indiana Jones stuff in there and then expect us not to notice it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like if they're if they're going to be held to a certain standard of canonizing everything else and keeping the story on track, why would we not hold them to the same standard with any earth relics or references that they put into the actual story mm. that is canon? Here's the last thing I'll say to close this. Everything we're talking about, all these potential explanations are cool, but nothing is cooler, in my opinion, than the Star Wars fan film made three years ago uh, called Star Wars Origins. It's awesome. It's so fun. The scope of it is huge. I don't know how they pulled it off. I don't know what they spent on it. I don't want to say anything about the plot because it's that cool. So we need content. Can we make an episode? I haven't watched it. Can we make an episode about that? I mean, we could. Yeah. We, we could, could follow it up. We could. Really could. I mean, it's the kind of thing that we, we could mention here and spoil, but I think it's almost cooler for people to just go watch it. Well, yeah. I, I we mean, could do a watch party with patrons or something and like kind of. I've never seen something it. Like that. I would love that. I'll send you the link. Uh, it's just, it, I think it's just Star Wars Origins Film. Yep, at Star Wars Origins Film on YouTube. That's the, that's the handle. It's 21 minutes long. I think, I don't know, I won't critique it. They went big for a reason. You can definitely see the limitations of the budget in it here and there, but what they pulled off is still on a level that I, I have never seen in a fan film. It's so, so sick. And the, the story idea is just brilliant. It's like actually kind of pretty emotional. Even when I think about it, I'm like, damn, I, I'm getting goosebumps. It's, it's, it's that cool. So check it out. Star Wars Origins on YouTube at Star Wars Origins Film. Um, anything else you guys want to shout out before we wrap up other than Mosh Eisley? Uh, I just might not. I, I, it's touch and go for me from here out. So I may not see you guys until uh, Cougar! In, a, in a few weeks. Thank you. <laughs> for can, you, Somehow we find a way every week. Sorry. Do you do, you do it when I'm not here? You connect, does it become a Top Gun podcast? No, because then I, I would just I would just be like, did you guys get that? You didn't. Oh. Okay, never we, have a, we have a couple. Okay. Well, I got we have a, we have a couple. I mean, not every episode. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have a, you know, just a small life event occurring and uh, I love you guys and I just, you know, it's, it's cool to do life with my friends. That's all I want to say. Same, bud. Ryan, I will say welcome you over to this other, on the, da- on the dad side. It the dad is, batch, uh, baby. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
it is uh, it is a life changing experience, literally, in so many ways, as you bring life into the world. Uh, but you know, just stay in touch. You'll have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what you do. You have a lot of time and a lot of baby on your hands, but the baby is usually tiny. So <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm I'm very I'm very ready to 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 get it. You know, to get started. I, I've I've done. I've done, I think, the right amount of of reading and podcasting and things to not be like overwhelmed with too much information, but to be in the right headspace to start the journey. So I'm, I, I feel very prepared, even though I know you can't possibly be prepared. So I think that's the right mindset to be like, I have some tools that I think I need, but I know that I'm sure. not going to be ready, no matter how ready I think I am. So right, I would go to sleep now, in five minutes now to start, yeah, saving your sleep for yeah. sure. I, I've been, yeah, you can, I've been doing you can that. I've, I've been like. 11 p.m. Normally, I would say goodnight, babe, and come up here and game all night. And I've been like, all right, it's time for bed. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's good. It's smart. I'm trying. It's smart. Well, I hope you never get to the point where you have to cut off your kid's hand and he doesn't have to cut off yours and then, you know, ultimately burn you um, on a pyre. Yeah. Funeral pyre. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, when you put it that way. Yeah. I don't want to have to sacrifice myself to save him from force lightning. That's not, that doesn't happen. Nick and I don't have to deal with that stuff with our dogs. <laughs> They're never going to cut off our hands. It's just not going to happen. No. Nick's dog is canon, though. That's for sure. sure. Also, I probably, I definitely won't be here next week because Bayside is in the studio. The following hey. week, I'm going to try, but hello and goodbye for the next week or two. Shout out Roosevelt's. I just remembered. We didn't say this at the top why we're all three wearing the same shirt. We've got new Roosevelt's holiday shirts on. There are two new Christmas shirts, but these are sold out. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> this sorry. one is gone. This one is super gone. It's already on eBay for an atrocious amount. Um, so we do apologize for uh, rubbing it in your face, but they have. I like the other one more, the red one. Personally. Yeah, I like the red one a lot. Red one's good. People are upset about the red one because there's clone troopers on there when they should be stormtroopers, right? Because this is a Star Wars podcast and people get very spicy about stuff like that. So watch Adam's face right the here. Red one, the red one is still available. The red one is still available, and if you can find Rebel Crumb, which I think is probably my favorite Christmas one, which is the uh, Dark Side Cookies or the, mm -hmm. the uh, Star Wars Cookies, I think that one's probably my favorite. You that can, was last year, right? That The red one was last year's, but then they still have like a teal version that mm -hmm. you can buy at like, is it Bucky's? Bucky's, the like the truck stop? Bucky's, yeah. That's Bucky's. Oh, that place is my personal hell. Yeah, it's not not fun if you have any any slight degree of anxiety like like diagnosed anxiety stay away from bucky's or you want stay something away. that doesn't have meat all over it it's like it's like black friday in 1996 every single day 24 hours a day at that place <laughs> right am, am i right <laughs> i will never ever 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 go there again it was crazy it. it's disgusting dude it's it's like an idiocracy gas station welcome to costco i love you it sucks. I feel like younger, younger touring bands romanticize it. I think rightfully because when you're in a van and you're traveling for like six, seven, eight hours, would you rather pull up there or, you know, yeah, shitty gas station? So right. it's like kind of romanticized a little bit with younger touring bands. But the one time I went, I was just like, get me the hell out of here. This place is <laughs> yeah. literally the worst place. It's terrible. It's just terrible. Hey, you know what isn't the worst place? A venue called Sun on the Beach, February 3rd in Orlando. <gasps> That's yes. where we're doing Mosh Eisley. That's the weekend yes. of MegaCon. The tickets are still on sale. The VIP tickets are sold out, but you can still get general admission. And then if you get the merch bundle, which is a separate thing, not sold as a ticket, merch bundle gets you access to Cantina Hour, which is awesome. We'll be hanging before. That's another you know hour and a half or so before the show. Uh, an exclusive shirt, a poster, a tote bag, a patch, and a sticker. 
get it at moshisley.com. I got like all new threads head to toe. So y'all, y'all want to be at that cantina hour. <laughs> That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Come hang out with us. We're doing big things. We're working on some story stuff. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a good time. February 3rd, Orlando, sun on the beach, moshisley.com. Dudes, thanks for hanging and having this uh, ridiculous conversation with me about stuff that I'm actually still serious about, even though we've been laughing the whole time. We did it. Earth is canon. Did it. Earth is canon. This podcast is called Thank the Maker. And until next time, may the force be with you. If you enjoy Thank the Maker, you can support us by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod, where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible. <laughs>